Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 64 of Secrets of Shadowloo. It's another full-page illustration today. Uh, we're between sections, and I'm glad it's here because we've really gotten an opportunity to dig into something that we've uh, we've touched on again and again, and something that's going to have increasing relevance in the next chapter. How and why and in what way is Vega so goddamn pretty? You can check out Instagram. Uh, you'll see this picture of Vega. He's a beautiful man, a beautiful braid. As pictured here, he's leaving his Street Fighter stage, which is like a cage. And yeah, he's blood spattered. His his sash is torn. But he's leaving clearly in victory. He's holding his mask so we can see his beautiful, beautiful face. And he's looking over his shoulder, and it's poignant. It's appearance seven. What else can I say? We're all role players here. There's no need for me to verbally describe transcendent beauty. We got dots for that shit. It's appearance seven. And it would be easy to take this as just a given fact about Vega. He's the pretty one. All the Street Fighters have a gimmick. He's the pretty one. But it goes a little deeper than that. And that comes down to the rules of this role-playing game. Because you simply cannot start as a character with appearance seven. A rating of five, as World of Darkness fans will know, is the normal human limit for attributes, and no bar is laid to starting with an attribute of five as a starting character. Now, in many cases, this will reflect that your character's life, their, their path, has involved a lot, of, uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of striving to get to that five-dot rating. Certainly, this is the case with abilities, right? If you've got medicine five, even at character creation, it's not like you shot directly out of the womb, stood up, scrubbed up, and cut your own umbilical cord. Y you had to learn medicine, even though you've got it as the game begins. But when it comes to attributes, it isn't always that way. Charisma, for example. Charisma five may mean that you've been in the spotlight a lot, you've, you've had social interaction, and the spotlight be a big part of your life, and so you've gradually become a kind of incandescent personality, or that might just be what you're like. You know, if a character starts with Charisma 5, they don't owe anybody any more explanation than, what can I say? My character's charming as hell. And in just the same way, Appearance 5, it may be a product of someone who's, you know, very fastidious about their appearance, or somebody who has a, a special sense of style, somebody who works hard on presentation, or you might just have that look. You might just have that thing. You might just have Appearance 5. What you may not just have is Appearance 6 let alone Appearance 7. All superhuman traits must be purchased with experience points, and within the fiction, they are the product of a process. I quote now from the Street Fighter core book, quote, superhuman traits. It is possible through intense training to increase an attribute, ability, or technique above human limits. These superhuman levels are attained by only a privileged and dedicated few, the world warriors among them. Indeed, a few have the potential even to reach these heights. However, for those who do, the following experience costs apply. There it is in black and white. Not everyone even can get to a six or a seven, but if you can, if you do have the, the privilege of that natural ability, you also have to work hard for it and you have to spend experience points. So while I do not dispute that Vega is just incredibly pretty, just out of the box, basic Vega before the snake tattoo, before anything, just gen on a genetic level, he was born with the looks. I don't dispute that, but that's appearance five. Where did the six and the seven come from? And the reason I bring it up today is because, first of all, we have a, like a good, high-quality official art look at Vega's actual face, not just his mask. And secondly, because this isn't just Vega looking smug or Vega in an action shot, as we often see. 
This is Vega kind of having a moment. There's a feeling on that beautiful face. It's a vague uh, kind of emotion. He is European, but it's definitely a feeling. And I think that's connected to this astronomical appearance score that he has. I cite as my authority in this matter, The Princess Bride by William Goldman. For those who don't know, while the film, The Princess Bride, is miraculously well adapted from this book, the book is different from the film, well worth your time, and contains an account of how Princess Buttercup became the most beautiful woman in the world. Because she wasn't for a long time. She was born with beauty. She was on the list. She was on the leaderboard in there somewhere. But it wasn't until she seemingly lost her true love that the heartbreak and the weariness, the intense feeling, gave her that little extra push into being the most beautiful woman in the world. And I think that's what happened to Vega. Partly because of the emotion we see on his face here, right? This kind of uh, sensitive look. It's a side of Vega we haven't seen very much of. That makes me think he's got some depths. And also, I can't really imagine Vega working hard enough in terms of like work work to earn a seventh dot of something. But I can imagine him feeling enough to get a seventh dot in something. So if feeling counts as work when it comes to your attractiveness, then the math checks out. I am, if nothing else, a scientist. I'm just here presenting my findings. So what is it? What, what is this feeling? What is this? What happened to Vega? What did Vega go through? What launched him from being merely heartbreakingly gorgeous into being the transcendently fuckable Spanish ninja braid man that we see before us? Well, uh, let's consider the timeline here. Uh, this illustration enters into canon during about the time period of Street Fighter 2. Like, the tournament's not over, but it's either underway or about to be underway. Like, all the pieces are in place. So we know he's that beautiful by the start of Street Fighter 2, so it's not anything that happens in the game. This isn't video game shit. This isn't like, wah, wah, Sagat beat me. I can't believe I lost a fight to a guy who wears kickboxing trunks to weddings. We don't know how early in his life Vega achieved Appearance 7, and I wouldn't like to speculate on that, partly because there's there's simply no way to know. He's noted as being beautiful in his earlier life, but Appearance 5 is already very beautiful. And secondly, Vega is not that old. He's in his 20s. And uh, we don't have to cast far back into his past to find that we have uh, fallen into pontificating about the fuckability of a high school boy. So let's leave that as an unknown. And I'll be honest with you, this whole thing, the, the true secret of Vega's exceptional beauty, the true secret of his superhuman beauty, I don't think it's truly recoverable to us. We just can't know. But we can theorize. And by theorize, I mean we can fanfic. What do we know from the illustration on this page? What, what is giving Vega this feeling, this beautiful, sensitive, sad boy expression? Here's my guess about what actually happened to Vega that brought him to those superhuman levels of appearance. I think it's bison. And specifically, I think it's like M. Bison's weird ribbing, which has been entertaining for us to watch, and we're not done yet. But from Vega's perspective, I, I think this is this is Vega's first time in life, meeting M. Bison, that someone else has been the mean girl. You know what I mean? Like, in Chateloo, M. Bison is the one with the power. M. Bison is the one who everyone revolves around. And it's M. Bison who has the ability to, like, snub someone to put someone on the outside, to act nice to someone to their face, but then like stab them in the back in a way that like you can't quite prove, but also you definitely know they're doing it. That kind of bullshit. I don't think that's what's in Bison's mind. I think Bison recognizes rightly that Vega is just an asshole and it's very easy to get his goat and it's just messing with him. But from Vega's perspective, it's almost like he's Cinderella and in Bison is his evil stepmother. I think, you know, for all that this is kind of a, a whiny perspective that Vega has, the reality is Ever since he met M. Bison, Vega has been getting his feelings hurt by a truly evil man. And I'm all for that, but, it, but it's happening. You can't deny that it's happening. And that's where that superhuman attractiveness comes in. 
because that is the the final evolution of the Bishonen character. It's one thing to be pretty and have the long hair. There's your appearance five. But if you can get yourself into that like dangerous Bishonen general to the big bad spot, that's the rare spot where you can be both cool and evil and dangerous and ill-used, oppressed by your cruel master. Boo-hoo. Poor me. I'm pretty. Why must I suffer when my cheekbones are so good? Cool, wicked badasses are sexy in a certain way, and innocent little smudge-nosed Cinderella's are sexy in another way, but if you can be both, that's superhuman appearance. That's appearance six or seven. And I think that's what put the real, if overblown, pain in Vega's eyes that made him sexy beyond the normal human limits of sexy. And if you doubt that this process can work, just imagine using Vega in a Street Fighter campaign and introducing him as the one of the four evil bosses whom Imbison taunts and bullies and pranks. You combine that with the looks and the elegant assassin thing, I think you're going to hook yourself a player character. I think somebody at that table is going to try to comfort and ultimately fuck Vega, or maybe comfort him by fucking him, if that's their kink, or if it's a one-shot, short on time, got to consolidate. In any case, we'll never know whether my theory here is true. We'll never know how Vega got so beautiful. We'll never know whether he has, ironically, M. Bison to thank for his superhuman beauty. But what we do know is that pain we see in Vega's eyes today is obviously M. Bison's drug of choice, because Vega always seems to end up right in the middle of the shit in Shadowloo. And in good news for your prospects of superhuman beauty, dear listener, you're about to join him right in the middle of the shit. Join me next time for the final chapter of Secrets of Shadowloo, the adventure Tourist Trap, featuring Vega on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs> <laughs>